We're doing all we can. Mm. Let's not call it International Women's Day. It sounds ridiculous. G'day, g'day. Thanks for hanging out with the Antoinettes. So, Azul, what's the American equivalent to g'day, g'day? G'day, g'day would probably be like, hey, <laughs> hey, okay. two times. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Nope. I, and I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, hey, hey. I, so okay. I'd probably just be like, hey. So. So, okay. The Antoinettes, we're here. The podcast, we're two smart asses who share a name, tackle a new issue every week. Nothing is off the table. No hey hey's, no g'days. Nothing's off the table, but we won't always break bread. We do love a bit of tension, and and we enjoy the art of disagreement. I, I would like to call it more like a escalated discord. So welcome to the bin fire. Welcome to the shit show. And today's shit show shines the spotlight on International Women's Day. Why do we have it? Where did it come from? Do we even need it? And if Azura and I were to give it a sexy makeover, what we would do with International Women's Day. But first, let me introduce my second favourite international woman. That is Azura Antoinette. So Azura is a poet. She's a DJ. She helps organisations stuff up less by saying, like, don't do that, certainly do less of that. That is most certainly racist. That is homophobic. Stop it. No, Elaine, don't. But also, despite all of the resistance, Azur, you are becoming more organised because you've been hanging out with me more. Like on Sunday, you sent a text message. Like it was a to-do list of things you had done and it was all in one message. And I'm like, Azur, you have, you have changed. You have grown so much and I welcome it. There was nothing sacred. You know, here I am reaching out on a Sunday, you know, trying to show that I both have some understanding of work-life balance, even though I have vertigo, you know, but I can feel you even away from me being like, I wonder when these things are going to happen. (laughs) I can feel it. I feel it in my spine. And so I was like, you know what, Azure, you're going to meet that thought and you're going to deliver. And, uh, you know, I take your accolades on full stop. I'm I'm here for it. I can do stuff, Antoinette Latouf. I get to introduce the woman that needs no introduction. Antoinette Latouf, who I would also like to mention I am older than, which would mean that she is my predecessor uh, because she was named that after I was born, which is very exciting and something I know she feels pretty passionately about right now on the other side of the booth, but can't say anything, which well, I also love. I'm the OG Antoinette because I'm Antoinette Latouf. You're Azura Antoinette. You're the Antoinette afterthought. Oh, I mean, adorable. However, I was here first in the world. So that would make it hard. But let, you know what? Enough, enough with the semantics and okay. time and okay. things that actually are not arguable, okay. uh, which you can understand that seeing as you are based in fact. Antoinette is an award-winning journalist and all-around international hellraiser, my partner in crime and social justice and making sure that the story gets heard and told. A beautiful, beautiful addition to my life and um, somebody that is always going to make sure that we get to the bottom of the truth of what is going on and somebody that I've come to really, really revere. So my co-host, Antoinette Latouf. Oh, you're so nice, Azor. Yeah. Honestly, and when you send me text messages and uh, or you tell me like, oh, I love you, Antoinette, and I tell you you're growing on me. But you're you're slowly chipping away. You're growing on me more and more every week. And it sounds fungal. It does. <laughs> 
but I just want you guys to know, like, it's not like that. I'm not really a mushroom fan because textures for me is weird. As a neurodivergent, textures freak me out. Mushrooms are not my jam, but we are like a an algae. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. it's that's who that's really what it's about, and we digress because that's who we are as yes. people. Carry on. I know you and I get really busy around this time of year. Yeah, because it's International Women's Day in a few days, and in the weeks leading up to it, everybody, every organization, largely corporations, start to go. Oh my God, we need to show we care about women. How are we going to do it? I think the best thing we do is get a bunch of women to work between seven and 10. And we talk about ourselves and how, how much we love women and how sometimes we date women and sometimes how we have children and they're, but they're going to be women one day. And mm-hmm. so International Women's Day, we really care about it. Let's do it. Yep. So you and I get a lot of calls yeah, to it, speak yep. at these events. Yep. And I have said yes to a few because I'm beginning to question like, what is it all about? It's deviated so much from its origins. Sure. Where are you at? I think that... I- I'm with you on that. It's a, I too find it to be, you know, on one side as a speaker and entrepreneur, you are grateful. You're grateful that people are requesting and wanting to spend time with you. You know, like you, you have some gratitude about that. You know, on the other hand, you think to yourself, I wish we were living in a world where this was relevant all the time. Mm. And my opinion was relevant all the time. And we were making room to have all female led panels about information that's going on. But it is the thing that I constantly talk about in diversity, equity and inclusion in the corporate space. When you're speaking about an affinity, about a lack of resources, about a lack of engagement, who's the audience? Name twin. Who is it? At International Women's Day, who is sitting in the seats by the thousands? White women. Women. Oh, okay. I was, I was, I got a little bit more specific. Yeah, but we know. So, what is the statistics and all the rundown for? We're entirely clear about the disparity, mm-hmm. about the the news, about journalism, about the way that we're portrayed, about the difficulty, about all of those things. So, the issue for me is less about the the, the man made holiday. The issue is like. What is the point of this? Where is the purpose and where are you going? I can appreciate the organizations that know exactly what they're there to do. Then there are organizations that are like, this is performative and we just need to get into something because it's this time and we don't want to get seen not doing the thing. You raise lots of really important questions like what is the purpose? And I think it's important to step it back to understand the origins of International Women's Day because I don't think a lot of people know what the origins are. After the Socialist Party of America organised Women's Day on, that was 28th of February 1909 in New York. And then in 1910, the following year, the International Socialist Women's Conference suggested a Women's Day be held annually. Then jump over a continent to Europe in 1910 in Germany, they tabled the idea of an International Women's Day. And so it was initially a socialist-led women's movement. They took to the streets. They were protesting. They were demanding and listened. They were demanding things that we're still asking for, equal pay, an eight-hour workday. They They took to the streets. They took their rage to the streets. And that is the genesis of International Women's Day. And then Australia's first International Women's Day was held in 1928 in Sydney. And it was organised, I love this, the militant women's movement. And, you know, they wanted paid leave. They just wanted basic things that women are still asking for. And it wasn't until 1975 that the United Nations jumped on board and it became something that was celebrated on March 8th all around the world. And so it's just that International Women's Day has really deviated from its roots about taking to the streets, demanding better, making noise, being seen and not be not caring that you're attached to an organization called the militant 
women's movement because now it's like, oh, well, we just need to celebrate women and we can't, we have to thank men and we can't make men feel uncomfortable. And so I just think it's, it's departed too far from its more revolutionary sort of confrontational roots. The issue for me in, in any of these spaces, in these man-made silos around affinity, be it Pan-Asian, uh, African-American, Latino, Afro-Latino, disability, whatever it is, where you you pick the arbitrary day, it has some sort of historical context, militant, whatever that is. Aren't we exhausted in 2024 of making up rudimentary nonsense to which then a company says, yes, I'll sponsor this. Yes, let me go rent this ballroom. Yes, we'll get some women on a panel. Everybody will get super jazzed and then they go back to the same shithouse environment with hostile work environment and a litany of questions from high-powered male execs to low-level to first starters being like, including my eight-year-old son, how come we can't have International Men's Day? Does he say that? To which I respond to my beautiful, beautiful, empathic boy. It is International Men's Day every day for the rest of your natural life, my love. And even if it wasn't, if you didn't, if you didn't buy that, there isn't actually an International Men's Day. And it's in November sometime, but nobody organizes anything because the women aren't doing it. Well, there is International Men's Day and people are like, Ooh. every year I get emails from a dude, dudes called John and Peter and Andrew. They're like, well, I just, I just find your style difficult to swallow. It's like, well, I've never tried to be an appetizer or a canapé, so that's fine. And then where is International Men's Day? And they only care for International Men's Day the week before and the week after International Women's Day. And if they were so concerned about International Men's Day, I don't know, they could organise a golfing convention or whatever in November or whatever they, whatever they want to mark men's issues. I can't speak about this enough. I have an enormous amount of men that I would consider a large quantity in my life that have stood for me, stood by me, protected me, spoke my names appropriately in rooms that I am not in. I don't have a general blanket on this is wrong and this is right. I know you're talking, this is the little thing that women do. There are some really nice men who have championed me. Oh, no, and, no, no. And that's great. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is we don't need this regardless. If you're going to celebrate women coming together, kicking ass and breaking records and stereotypes, I'm going to need everybody not to call it International Women's Day. The concept that you have taken half of the global population and stuck them into two and a half hours of a fucking weird breakfast with a gelatinous egg that may or may not be accompanied by a sausage and a breakfast muesli mix and overnight oats that nobody wants to the tune of God knows how much money the star charges for that. I don't know what you mean. I also don't know what she's supposed to do post-breakfast to walk back into a society that still says you can only make this amount of money and don't be a hellraiser. We already said you could breastfeed in the bathroom. <laughs> we even made you a pod. Have a seat, Shannon. Have a seat. We're doing all we can. Mm. Let's not call it International Women's Day. It but sounds I, ridiculous. And that whole we're doing all we can is because the way International Women's Day is observed today, it is in some places a public holiday. There are morning teas. Rallies and marches have 
given ways to breakfast and symposia and drinks and discussions about how far we've come and how lovely. And sorry, but you started going, there are some men who have done, well, we have to spend time acknowledging this is not about individual men. There are always good individual men. These are about the structural issues which have yeah, not shifted I, I enough. Say, I say that to say, though, this concept of advocacy and the vehicle of it actually moving to affect the effect or vice versa of change means that everybody has to be in the room. A bunch of women getting together being like, this is hard. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. That we're not going anywhere with that. Does it suggest that there needs to actually be a conversation? Yes. I, for one, am not a proponent of the rally. You walk. I get asked all the time if I'm going to go to the MS walk. I have MS. You fucking walk. <laughs> no, but I mean, in the marches, we need men at those marches. And yes, what, as we saw in Women, Life, Freedom in Iran, where they men walk, were going in, where in the marches. Where they walking to? And then when they get there, what's going to happen? Yeah, We're so. going to have some more chats and sign another certificate and then be like, this is what our pledge is, which they also will not follow through on said pledge. I am not saying, listen, I can come off as so cynical and so jaded. It is not without merit. It is because you do get exhausted being a woman. God forbid you are a woman of color. You get exhausted listening to the amount of like, and this is what we hope to do. And so in next quarter, this is where we'll be. And then what? And then you're just kicking it sitting there. Yeah. That is not correct. I don't need a fucking breakfast. What I need is you to stop acting incorrectly and as if, in fact, this is something that isn't going on that hasn't been going on. Is there any- And also something that we don't know what the answers are. Yeah. Like we know what the policy solutions are. We've been banging on about them for decades and in many ways- we're not only not addressing it, we're taking steps back, like we saw with Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade. Yeah, Roe yeah. versus Wade in the United sure. States. It's like we're actually regressing ha- in some areas. However, though, we do know what the solutions are. That's what I'm saying. We do know. So, so when a woman says this happened, maybe let's not send a tribunal. Mm. When a woman says this, this was the wrong thing. Let's not call her hysterical and yeah, ask her about emotion. menopause. Oh, absolutely. When a woman says. This is my proposed idea. Why don't we go ahead and give her credit for that, then not call that a misnomer or fluke, or then be like, well, oh, that she, doesn't she, happen. Oh, I she's often, showing promise. Oh, I mean, well, this could be something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the, it, it, the, it, the, the solutions, the concept that people are like, but, you know, one step at a time. I'll tell you what. Let me tell you what. You really think about something that you want. You really think about a thing that is harming you, ailing you, touching your heart in such a way, then you look at the general population that is more impressed with the fact that Pink got turned away from a restaurant in Manly because she didn't have her ID because Australia's laws are like, if you don't have your ID, even though you're a global pop star, you can't keep your reservation. And there's an outcry there. There's more of an outcry there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Then what is actually going on? But you know what bothers me so much? Even when we do purport to care about women, in Australia, for example, they live streamed Gwyneth Paltrow's court case. I mean, if she is not the epitome of the most privileged type of woman who needs very little support from the masses. However, when it came to the International Court of Justice putting Israel on trial 
for genocide. It is the biggest humanitarian catastrophe of our times. Do you think anybody was streaming it in Australia? I'm pretty certain in the US they weren't. And I couldn't see anywhere because I was looking at BBC. It's just like, when we care more about a skiing accident. And it's just like, but we care about women. And so when those people or those the people who are in those rooms that make those decisions in media circles, like, we care about women. Let's have something for International Women's Day. It's like, no, you care about Gwyneth Paltrow and a ski accident. If you cared about women, you would care about the most disadvantaged women in the world. We know who they are. Some of them are in this country, Indigenous women, but we just don't really care. So every other day of the year, we signal that we do not give a fuck. Yeah. and, and But the- please, have a scone. And please have a scone. Like, and own that, yeah. And then stop telling me like, but are you feeling okay? I'm going to put this as a test. If I have to go to an event, and I hear people talk about, oh, and you know, we were at a board meeting, and they asked me to bring the sandwiches, and you know, and then Steve was like, oh, you know, we let someone out of the kitchen and made a joke. That's gross, not okay. But if at these events, if we aren't then talking about actual and real things we need to do. If we are not talking about Palestinian women who are currently having C-sections without anesthesia, unable to breastfeed their children because they are malnourished and giving them dates or animal feed to suck on their newborns, if you really care about women, you need to care about all women. Yeah. And not just about the the fact that Steve's a chauvinist. Yeah. I get that she's a, Steve's a chauvinist. It's been here. And sure, I want more women in boardrooms. Yep. Of course they're not fucking talking about Palestinian women. Just like they're not talking about all of those Nigerian girls that one I think it was 230 to my recollection that just went fucking missing. That is a universe that we don't live in. Of course they don't care. They never have. I don't know that they will. <laughs> There are some countries that observe International Women's Day as a public holiday, including Afghanistan. Mm. Like what in the Taliban is going on there? That is hilarious, which speaks to how I'm serious. So there are a list of countries that observe (laughs) International Women's Day as a public holiday. Angola, Burkina Faso, China, Cuba, Kazakhstan, Kryzakistan, and Madagascar. Okay. If that does not signal everything that is wrong with International Women's Day yeah. or where it has come yeah. from its origins yeah. when it is observed, I don't mean to laugh because no, I mean, Af- it is. Afghanistan is probably one of the worst places in the world to be a woman. Yeah, like full, like full, 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 full stop. Yeah. I just, listen, and I had this mad debate with my wife, Emma, about this because, you know, she's she's like, no, I don't want to talk about statistics. I want people to have a party. And this was this must have been last year. So at first I was like, oh, well, maybe we should talk about all these things and show all these stats and where we're going. And she was like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And it was probably the first time in 20 years that a client had ever said, like, something that made sense, because that's what we did. We made the whole tour a fucking party. And like, I just started dancing on stage and having a blast. And we had a great time. And a lot of those videos went viral and people left feeling uplifted. That is an argument for International Women's Day, that we could sit in the misery that is not shifting. Yes. Or we can find a time. Absolutely. And the reason I have said yes to certain events, and I will at this stage continue saying yes to certain events, is because I do feel, even when I am exhausted, 
often I meet one or two people or there is this joy or I'm I'm, I'm, I'm uplifted by yeah. other people who yeah. care. That, yeah. is, that is my only argument yes. for continuing it. When you just yes. feel depleted, I don't know if you felt that, and you've walked in, you're like, oh, what am I doing this for? 100%. And then something happens in the room. Yes. Or you meet someone yes. and you're like, okay. That I can live for till another International Women's Day. It's, still it's, our, it's our whole purpose and it's the whole concept around having a belief in community, in humanity, in the concept that like, yes, we know it's a shit show, but maybe, just maybe, I'll walk in and meet somebody at some random event and like, maybe we'll agree. Maybe we'll agree that like, we should just disagree and, and try to get through that and model discord because there's no model of that. International Women's Day, these panels, these these keynotes, these 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 big celebrations tend to have a specific aesthetic on that main stage. Yeah, people called um, Jane, Karen and Lisa. Yeah, sometimes Shannon with a G, <laughs> which which can be silent. But like yeah, what- so this, this does my head in. What does my head in, and I gave an International Women's Day address at the University of Sydney in the Great Hall where it was adorned with painted oil paintings of men and the building was very colonial, so it just reeked of everything I am not and everything I speak up against. I just saw the vice chancellor like shit himself a couple of times, the deputy vice chancellor, as I was saying certain things because I was like, these sorts of things are all kind of bullshit because we talk about, yes, I want more women in board positions. Yes, we need to continue to close the gender pay disparity. But focusing on that over cupcakes and scones when we have the largest incarceration rate of women in the world, and that is First Nations women, when we have so many indicators of the way in which refugee, migrant women, people with disability, the women at the intersection of you know different various identities, the all of the statistics, and there's so much of it, the, the evidence is devastating about the lives that these women live. And yet, if you look at these panels and you look at these events, they're full of the women who are look like they're married to the Johns and Andrews who mm. are in mm. boardrooms. Mm. And this is not to say that I don't care about mm. equity in boards and leadership, but if we're only looking after a certain type of woman, mm. that feminism is white supremacy and red bottom heels. Mm. It is bullshit. Mm. And I don't believe that's feminism and I don't believe it's intersectional. And so what I do when I get asked to speak at events is I ask, do you have someone with a disability? Do you have a First Nations? Who are the people? And I give up my spot because... The fact that there are still events where there are four white, straight, able-bodied women from middle-class areas, from metropolitan areas, all yeah. at an event going, we care about women. Yeah. I'm like, how Like, how much of an insight do you really have? Or I give up my seat. I know a fantastic First Nations person. Right. I know this. And I'm constantly trying to advocate right. for other women. I really like and I respect the concept of like who is on the panel, who who is there, do I need to give my seat to move move this agenda aesthetically forward. I mean, I don't think you need to. Jesus Christ, how many more intersect like how yeah, many more I mean, layers of oppressive identity can one person yeah, have? No, they they're pretty much done. If they're, they're they're just, they don't even me, need a panel. They're yeah, like, you good. Well, like it's person. totally fine. And if if I happen to crawl out with a crutch, everybody we've got it. Yeah. Like, you know, and it, it has happened. It's totally fine. I do like to take the challenge head on in speaking to all white audiences. Because it gives me the opportunity to show them 
what the information is. It gives me the opportunity to provide them actual context to break down not only their stereotype, but their incorrect monolith. Like I actually revel at the fact when I look around and see nobody like me, I tend to double down there. Oh, yes. Because it's a really beautiful thing on one side, you know, being an educator. I, I love that. I love the concept of just being able to exist, be your actual self, and let them deal with who they are. But that, yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, it's, we might, might be a bit uncomfortable. There was one time where I got briefed to yeah. be like, whoa, it's just unsure about how the room yeah. will, you know, respond. It's early in the morning. And yeah. what my ears heard was, turn that right the fuck up. A hundred percent. And I did. A hundred percent. I'm like, don't you tone police me even yeah. before I open my mouth. And, but, and the thing about it is people grow. They may not be able to say it. But like they are impacted. Our job as people and speakers with platforms is not here to just tell you what you want. Yeah, yeah. We are here to engage but you and is, push but you that, forward. But that is the whole issue that International Women's Day is like, oh, we need to celebrate. We can't make people uncomfortable. We need to congratulate all the men we've ever known. Sure. That, that is my problem with where sure. some a subset of International Women's Day, that very corporatized version has become. It is so yeah. sanitary. It is so yeah. apologetic. Yeah, yeah. But don't worry. We invited some men to. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, well, and you know, I they should be begging to be there to I, listen. I get different feelings and different energies on that. The reason I brought that up is because I truly believe in my job and in my capacity in diversity, equity, and inclusion, whether it's here, the UK, or, or the US. I am really, really focused on making sure that people understand that the litany and and the 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 legacy that I desire is that I let people in. I am really fucking done with being told I can't go somewhere and that I have to get out. So if I do not model that you are welcome to sit here, it does not mean that everything I say is not going to unhinge you. It just might. But maybe. Why don't we try the thought that you sit down and stay anyway? Yeah. If, in fact, you are the ally that that stupid safety pin tattoo proclaims that you are, all of your weird patches, I actually don't need any of your insignia. Sit in the room. Be here. Just be here because I'm actually not going to throttle you. I actually have more respect. You want, I mean, you 100% will. That's why we sit you off to the side, you know. (laughs) But, like, it is so important that they're able to even witness you and I. It does not mean because we're both women of color that we just magically understand, like, enough of this Lucky Charms leprechaun bullshit. Hey, and no disrespect to the leprechauns. I love you so much. And if you've given us a good review, we do see it. I have Mm -hmm. always felt really connected to the color green. Sorry. So are we celebrating or commiserating International Women's Day or does it that as a whole not matter? Is it about what happens after International Women's Day? It, the whole thing is what did you do with it? Yeah. I don't give a shit what you celebrated or what you ate. I don't care. I don't care who you saw talk. When you left there, what did you go do? So I am going to continue to mark International Women's Day in my own way. And if you are going to... But some of the points we raised have resonated with you and you want to think, okay, how can I make International Women's Day mean more? I mean, Azura, do you have a couple of pointers? Because I, I have a few because, you yeah. know, I, I love me a list. I, you, man. The only thing better than that is a list where everything is checked off. There is no aphrodisiac. Wow. Like you, a you should, to-do list with lots of ticks. Like, with it us is, right now? 
And I'm a lesbian, so like I know when <laughs> ladies are getting excited. Like her eyebrow went like a little bit lax, and like she tucked her hair behind her ear. And she started like, talking about oh. Liz. Our producer almost <laughs> walked out. Like, but you know, Antoinette got excited. She flipped her hair from one side, and it got a little Sierra. Like it was weird. Anyhow, what would be my uh, my tips and tricks? The thing that I like to say as an advocate, especially in uh, the disability space, as a patient advocate in this space around allyship is that there isn't one right way to do it, okay? We, we, we banter, we carry on, we are passionate, we joke, we go, we go through all of these emotions. But it is so very important that no matter how you are celebrating, no matter how you acknowledge, my plea, my constant request, is that you try every single day, every single day to celebrate women and human beings in your life is that you purpose to acknowledge who people are. And if you don't know, ask them. And when you ask them, stick around for the response. Where we are lacking in our human condition, where we are falling so incredibly short is that we have removed the art of compassion in humanity. And and we've done that for a lot of reasons, some to protect ourselves, some because we didn't learn it in the first place, But it is always time to do the right thing. It is always time to try and expand the things that you did not know. So if this is your first foray into listening to two well-spoken and educated women unpack International Women's Day, don't just take our raised pitches, our jokes as us being written off or one dimension. We come from these perspectives because of the life that we have lived, because of the lives our daughters have to live. So I encourage you, as you faux pas, as you push that off to the side, as you ignore it, you have to show up for each other. And that's women included. It is about that. There is every single day you can start the movement. The beautiful thing is when you stay. Azor, that was a really beautiful soliloquy. This motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, give us a pragmatic list. And you were like, Shakespeare, sit the fuck down. Azur is here. I'm going to give you a soliloquy about This is why you can't have anything nice also, (laughs) whether it's International Women's Day or Antoinette, life ruiner. That's why. You ever just put salt in a sugar container and hope for the best? I have three pointers for International Women's Day that I would like to share. (laughs) Should we start with number one? Yeah, look, just because I'm chilling, I'm going to mix it up. I'm going to start with three. And three is... Get International Women's Day events to be organized by men and get blokes at home if you are in that relationship. That is a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. Well, no, get them I, to do a, the work. What are Cheetos? What is it? What are we going to have? Fucking Sangers? Get I them, can't. I get don't care. them to do the work. Don't do if that, you guys. To, That's a terrible first note. That was actually point number three. Get men in your business or in your home life or whatever environment you're in to do that work because adding an extra load while managing the kids, that's just extra work for women to go and apparently celebrate and talk about women. Secondly, I would say data. Data, facts, statistics matter. So if you're in a workplace, get them to do a pay audit and release it publicly rather than just have these conversations where the CEO called John and Andrew or Andrew John comes out and says, we care about women and equality. 
okay, buddy, show us the data. And next year, show us the data again. And we need you to be held responsible for any changes or regression. We need to see where we're at. And my final point is, if you are not advocating, because some women will be like, well, my life is okay. And we are relatively well off in Australia, unless you're an Indigenous woman. If you are not advocating or caring for or interacting with women who are less privileged than you, your feminism is bullshit. I don't buy it. Pack it away. I will have all of your Prosecco and drink it while I judge you. But that's just crap. If you do not care and empathise with some of the most impoverished women in this country and abroad and you're not doing something with whatever power you have to make their lives a little bit better, you're just as bad as the blokes that you hate on because they've been the gatekeepers of power and you're currently being the gatekeeper of power. But that is it for this week. Thanks for hanging out with the Antoinettes. It is a privilege to entertain you, keep you company. If you want more from the friends who share a name that hasn't been top 10 for a very long time, and I'm working on it, but we haven't been top 10 since the 1880. I'm working to get to dethrone Elizabeth and a whole bunch of other people. Mm. Charlotte, mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm, like, got to mm-hmm. go, Chloe. Mm-hmm, We're mm-hmm. working on that. Do subscribe to the Antoinettes wherever you get your podcasts from. And a new episode drops each Thursday. And your two favorite smartasses tackle a new topic each week. No boundaries, no fear, lots of laugh and some tiffs. We do disagree incredibly well. We do. And we want your ideas on an issue to debate. It could be about celeb culture, politics, relationships, plants, cartoons, cereal choices. Head lice. Hey, everything. Never. Prob- I don't have that, um, which is great. So we are the Antoinettes of all trades. <laughs> And all topics. It would also be fab if you could give us a rating, write a review, tell all your friends, tell people you're lukewarm about, tell your enemies, just tell everybody about us. Chat with us on Facebook, Insta, TikTok. It is a shit show out there, guys. Stay safe, stay in touch. Catch you next Thursday. Bye.